All right. Auburn family, as I was talking to you before about our special guest, we just had Justin Rogers, the big man on campus in football, uh, transfer from Kentucky to Auburn this year, uh, looking for big things from him and the exciting season for the Auburn Tigers. Now we're trans now we're transitioning over to basketball. You know, Zepp is one of the pioneers that's been on our basketball team of the last few years and you know, a guy that's ultimate class, uh, you know, one of the hardest workers you'll see and you know, the ultimate teammate. Uh, you know, you couldn't speak a lot. You can't say a lot about what that means, especially in today's time where there's a lot of me guys. You know, this guy here was all about the team and doing whatever the team asked of him to go out to contribute and uh, to help our basketball team, you know, reach two NCAA tournaments during his tenure and the uh, you know, SEC championship. Uh, so, you know, what a really good career. And one day we may see him in a, in a coaching suit. Uh, we, we shall see. But, Zell, talk about, man, the the your time, man. You're from Augusta, Georgia. I know a little bit about Augusta. Carlos Rogers come from Augusta, one of my former teammates. Uh, uh, you played at Laney High School. Um, and, and just talk about, man, because I remember in Augusta, I know you know this, the Peach Jam. I don't know if they still call it the Peach Jam, but I played in the Peach Jam when I was in high school uh, in, in basketball. Just talk about your journey, man, like coming from from Augusta, going to College of Charleston, and now here at Auburn. Um, well, a lot of people don't make it out of Augusta. Um, Augusta, one of those places that you know, a lot of kids don't got hope. You know, they got hope. They don't have hope to to go to a, a D1 division college. Um, they don't have hope. You know, as soon as they get done with high school, you know, they go to the streets. Mm -hmm. But – um, I just one of those guys who, you know, who stuck with it, you know, as a kid, I always chose the right path, chose to be around the right people, no matter where I was. Um, my goal was to to go to college. My goal was to be to go to a power five school and, you know, show people from Augusta that stuff was possible. Um, and I was one of the first young dudes around here just to show kids that, you know, anything is anything is possible. Mm -hmm. You know, if you put your mind to it, you can make it happen. Um, that's why I always tell kids that it's you versus you, not them versus you. Um, because you're the one who make decisions. You're the one who put yourself in position to be successful in life. No matter where you at, no matter where you grew up at, um, it can be one of the worst, worst environments. It's about how you how you handle yourself, how you treat yourself, and, you know, how you, how you go about yourself, you know, in many situations, oh, yeah. from good to bad. So... I just one of those people that, you know, I always been humble, you know, being from Augusta. But, you know, like I said, I put myself in position to win, not to lose in life. Yeah, and that's and that's a great point. You know, like I said, man, I, I grew up in a population of a town of twenty five hundred people, you know, in Mississippi. And uh, you know, was able to play in the SEC and play in the National Football League for years. And like I said, my goal wasn't always just about me. You know, it was to give hope, like you were saying, back to the guys and young girls and boys that growing up behind us to say, oh, I can make it out of here as well. I don't have to go looking for attention. If I just work hard enough, it'll find you. And uh, you a great example of that. And uh, speaking of, you know, when you was at the College of Charleston and did you always see bigger, though? Like, I still want to go bigger. Uh, like before you saw the opportunity to come to Auburn, what made you trans transition over to Auburn? Um, well. I ain't gonna say I always seem bigger. Um, it's just one of those things that, you know, if I didn't win a championship, you know, because in my league, you had to win a championship in order to go to March Madness. Yeah. And, you know, I had a fantastic year, you know, I think in my sophomore, junior year. And I had told myself, if I don't win the championship, mm -hmm. I'm leaving. I'm going to the Power Five school. Like, 
I don't care what I do, but if I don't win, yeah. I know as soon as I get to that locker room, like I'm telling my teammates that, hey, this is probably my last time playing with y'all. Um, but, you know, I always told myself that I could play on any level. Yeah. I never really cared about what people said about, oh, he can't do this or he can't do that because, like I said, it's all about hard work. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't understand that the work you put in is the work you're going to get out. Right. Like I'm a great practice player. Like I'm one of the best practice players you can name because I, I practice how I play. Mm-hmm. I play super hard when I get in practice. Play like I play like it's a game. And each day I would work, work from morning to night, you know, even in practice, you know, and tell myself that, you know, if I'm gonna transition over to, to a power five school, I gotta be able to put myself in position to do to do those things to put me in great position to be at a power five school, but not just play, mm-hmm. start, right. to have a key role on there. So um, I always knew that it could be a possibility that I could have went to a power five school. Yeah, and all that's just a mindset. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, you created a mindset of, you know, not just doing things to get by, but always also practicing the same way I want to play. So mm-hmm. when you get to the games, it's not like I got to turn the motor on. This motor's already been on and, mm-hmm. uh, and everything. And, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but they nickname you Honey Badger, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because of your defensive uh, skills and everything. Uh, talk about how you got the nickname and uh, why was it important to you to hone in on defense so much? Um, reason, you know, I got that nickname was Evan German. He a college mm-hmm. Charleston um, guy who, who who talks on the games. Um, I believe my second game at College of Charleston, um, you know, my defense is so good. On one of the teams from a dude called Fats Russell, he yeah. played against um, Trey Young at Oklahoma. Right. Um, he played for Rhode Island, and he was one of those guards that can just score. And you know, I, I went into that game like this dude really gonna think he's just gonna come in and <laughs> bully us and just, just take over on us. So that whole game, you know, he scored the first point on me. Like, did a great move and scored his first point. And I was I was shocked. And after then, I, I said no. I, I I didn't let him. I didn't let him go nowhere. I I was on him like white on rice. Yeah. Like soon as I as soon as I got back, you know, into that mode, and I was like a honey badger. I couldn't. I ain't let him go nowhere. I even <laughs> ripped the ball from him. Like the next play, he got the ball. So, you know, from there on, like from ESPN reporters, from all type of reporters, they just called me honey badger. Like that was my nickname, and I just ran with it. Yeah, no, nah, you took the you took the challenge, man. Like you accepted the the challenge, cause especially in a day and age now, man, where everyone's all about shooting the three. You know, everyone just want to shoot the ball. No one really talks about the importance of defense. Um, you know, I don't know if you maybe I'm sure you do, cause you're a basketball guy. But you know, watching Gary Payton grow up uh, when he was in the league when I was growing up, you know, they called him the glove. You know, uh, just because of his defensive skills. And everything so you know that's uh that's another great example of you know being a point guard but also being really to take the challenge of that uh, probably the, the best scorer of the opponent team you know that takes a lot of mental toughness uh to get defensive now you know let's talk about auburn you know you're here at auburn and uh you just finished up you just uh had your you know your career and everything talk about your experience with coach pearl and your co- experience with the with the basketball program you know here at auburn and and uh, some of the highlight moments of your career. 
Well, um, my experience was with Coach Pearl and, and the, the coaching staff was just great. You know, as soon as I stepped foot on campus, you know, everything he told me was, you know, was 100%. You know, you don't get a lot of coaches who tell you 100% things. All right. But also, you know, Coach Pearl was one of those guys that, you know, he's, he's a legendary coach. You know, you just got to just gotta accept it. But, you know, I never thought I would be in the Auburn uniform, you know, with a great um, – with a, with a dude who treats you like, like a father figure. Mm. Um, he's just one of those guys that, you know, when I was done, you know, I was sad because, you know, he put so much time and effort into things he, he, he loved. He loved to win. He wanted to win. You know, he pushed you to a limit that you can't push yourself to no more. Yeah. Like everything he does, he wanted he wanted neat because, you know, he wanted to win so much. And that, that just I love that from him because I know it's all a business, you know, but at the end of the day, my coach wanna win. I don't know about yeah. your coach, but yeah. When I talk to coach, I'd be like, he he really loves the game. He he loves it like I never seen a coach who who loved it like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can definitely see it because uh, he used to wear all these suits and everything. I'm like, man, you gonna sweat out every suit you got before <laughs> halftime. Uh, you know, he never sits down. He's always pushing you guys and everything. And I've always, you know, just wonder because, you know, you was on that team with Kessler and and uh, Jabari and you know the team that y'all had that special year the year before last, and then, you know. How is it when you have high price recruits come in, you have transfer guys come in? How long does it take for everyone to start gelling, like as a team? Um, well, it really didn't take us a long time because we all kind of the same type people. Mm-hmm. Um, but we didn't know we was going to be that good. Like, we knew we was going to be good. We yeah. know we be scrappy, but we didn't know we was going to be legit. If you yeah. know what I mean, we yeah. we came in like oh, we built a team. You know, we're going to come in, you know, make a statement. Then we're going to try to get on the radar, get on the map. But we knew we was going to be ranked top 25 already. But we know we was going to hit the number one. Mm -hmm. Then we hit number one. It's like, are we really legit? Yeah. But the game, we start realizing um, that we really can play. We played UConn. We went in double overtime and lost. Mm. Remember that game. And we and we went and won the next two games in that tournament. I think we won like nineteen games in a row. Mm-hmm. You know, and that ain't been in a long time. That ain't happened in college basketball. That's when we that's when we realized like we on fire. Yeah. We had that we had that confidence, that mojo about us. Like, hey, no team can stop us. I don't care who you is. I don't care Barack Obama, your head <laughs> coach. Like, yeah. that's really how we was. Like, and we we was humble guys, but we was also guys who went Instagram and, and made a knack on it like yeah we 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 make we actually like let teams know like yeah you gonna be mad when you play Auburn again so mm-hmm. we ain't never felt this before we ain't never really we ain't never really had this chance in life to be number one in the country. Yeah. So when we did it it's like you know you got the KDs, you got Win, you got Jabar even saying something. Only person who probably ain't say nothing on Instagram was probably Walker Kessler. He was the only person <laughs> who kept it who kept it simple. But the yeah. rest of us, oh yeah, you getting the business. It's coming out on Instagram because we, we we number one. Yeah. We won nineteen games in a row, so you gonna feel this. Yeah, you gonna enjoy the yeah, you gonna enjoy the moment. You gonna enjoy the moment. You gonna enjoy the moment. And talking about that, man, like um, 
I know when I was in college, there were certain teams you look forward to playing and playing against. What was that team, you know, that y'all every each year y'all look forward to playing against at home or on the road? Well, I would say the one team that year we probably looked forward and playing was probably Kentucky. Mm-hmm. It was probably Kentucky. We played them at home. It was a it was a one o'clock game. CBS crowd was lit. Everybody was waiting. You know, um, we was hyped ourselves. But I tell you this: we always have a shoot around. Mm-hmm. Like set, you gotta wake up like seven in the morning. And when I tell you, everyone walked in there like, man, why are we here, bro? Like bro, we can do this. <laughs> like KD Justin, the main one. Like, bro, why are we doing this, man? Yeah. You know, when we tired. But overall. It ended up working out for us because you know we didn't go home. We did a shoot around. And the next thing you know, one o'clock came. Came, you know, went up on Kentucky by like ten, probably second half. And you know, after that game, we got super lit, like yeah. on live and everything. Like it's just one of those games that you and I never forget, and they'll never forget. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, I think Alabama is one of those other games too when Bruce Pearl got the broom. Oh yeah. On yeah, TV. Remember that, yeah, remember that game. Yeah. And he started sweeping the broom. Yeah. You know, but it's part of the game, you know. Um, like they got us this year. You know, I know a lot of mm-hmm. people. Um, you know, sometimes you just gotta accept the fact that, you know, some things happen, you know. So like yeah. we did all those things to them last year and they got us back too also. Yeah, it's competition, so, competitive. competition. So that's why yeah. you couldn't be. I, we couldn't be mad this year because. Yeah. But I tell you this: that time we went in there this year at their house and was up by, you know, fixing. Oh, yeah, 15. I saw that game. Yeah, I saw that one. That was tough, one, man. I said, nobody I know this in the locker room. The boys in the locker room at halftime, like we win this game, we going crazy. We going yeah. on live. We talking trash. We we just gonna go crazy to their fans and everything. Like yeah. That's what we that's what we were saying in the locker room at halftime. We was up by like 13, 14, but you know, they ended up coming back. But if we would have won that game, our Instagrams, everything would have been so lit. It, oh, it would have yeah. been like, oh, it would have been so much trash talking on there. Cause, you know, they just was coming at us. You know, they was all at the bus, mm-hmm. shooting middle fingers at us. You know, we just looking at we just looking at them, you know, because we like, man. Oh yeah, they fans are just you know they something that I, I can't stand they fans you know this cause you know but it makes competition fun put it that way it makes like, it yeah, fun like yeah, that's what makes the SEC basketball that's what makes yeah. you know like you want to come to these universities and play in this type of competition because you know it's it is a different experience it's a different level and uh, it's a competitive edge that a lot of people when you talk to them about it like you talking to me about it, I can visualize. As it because being a player that played in college that level, and then you know, this is something you're gonna tell your kids one day about. You know, it's something y'all gonna come back on a 10 year reunion, 20 year reunion, and talk about, man, you remember a halftime in that game, and you remember this special moment, or those type of things are where you build relationships and, and lifelong memories. And I remember that game because I was watching it, and I still thought we was gonna pull it out. But they had two, you know, a couple of tough calls that they called on us. And uh, we weren't getting a lot of calls, a lot of help that night as well. But, you know, you guys continue to fight and fight all the way down to the end. But, uh, you know, people always appreciate your effort, you know. And even in a win or a loss, people remember your efforts. And uh, I think that's what you guys did. You know, speaking of, you know, you sound like a person that can motivate, you know, being a coach. 
like before before I ask you that question though, talk about your experience of the two NCAA tournaments that you was able to be a part of. You know, it was great. Um, it was just one of those things that um that was my first time going to the to March Madness, going to the tournament. So it was like our first year, and it was really kind of all of our first times, like the first year of Auburn was my first time going. Yeah. And it was in Greenville. And I'm from Augusta. So, you know, like as soon as they picked Greenville, yeah. I got super happy. And it was like backyard, but not backyard, because mm-hmm. I ain't from South Carolina. So um, but I enjoyed it. It was one of the best times of my life because you had the media come to the locker room. You know you had a chance to win. Mm-hmm. It was one of the we was one of the favorites in March Madness, you know, going into it. Um, I had seen Stephen A had picked us to win it all. Like yeah. that's just one of those things that, you know, I got super excited. I came to one of those moments like well, I sat there and just like was one of the humble moments, like, oh, I really I'm really here. Like mm-hmm. I did it. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm a kid from Augusta, like I'm really finna be in March Madness. Mm. And I'm finna play super hard because I might not get this moment back again. Mm. Yeah, and, yeah, and then like, you know, just just being in there, being there with your teammates, having that plaque, Zep Jasper on over top of you, having that March Madness gear they they didn't gave you, being on that court, you know, having the best fans in the country, in orange, nothing but mm-hmm. orange, field yeah. around the arena. And it was just, it was just one of those things that like I had appreciated so much, I never forget it in my life, yeah. even in Birmingham. Yeah, one of those things that I I never forget ever ever in my life. Like yeah, so it's a it's a huge different level. Like even playing from the SEC tournament to the NCAA tournament, it's just oh, like yeah. it's still night and day. It's night and day. It's it's one of those things that March Madness is where it's at. Yeah. You know, from the gear to the um, to to everything to the fans, because you you might get some fans that's rooting for another team. Mm-hmm. But they might actually start liking you just because it's in March Madness, just because you might yeah. catch fire or something like that. Yeah. But you know, it's just one of those things I'll never forget in life. Cool, cool, cool. So talking about uh, you know, what's next for you in life. Like, do you see yourself coaching one day or you want to continue playing basketball? Uh like what what's next for Jeff for uh, for Zip? Um, well, I'm gonna continue playing basketball, you know, um continue doing that, but down the line, um, I see myself being a coach one day. Mm-hmm. Um, I see my me being one of those guys who can put people in position, you know, just to win. Yeah. You know, being one of those coaches, being a coach guy, like yeah. being a guy, a guy who who guys like. You know, like a lot of guys don't like coaches. You know, they they like the school, but they don't like the coach. I'll be mm-hmm. one of those guys who, you know, motivate my yeah. guys and motivate them. You know, to to be good in life, to be good in, you know, basketball, just in general. You know, being a great father. You know, all that type, all those type of things. So, I see myself being one of those coaches. Right. Nah, that's deep. That's deep. Um, like I said, because I can see that in your future. You know, it may be down the road. Like I said, right now, we want to wish you all the much success on your basketball journey as it continues. You know, play all the ball you can play. You know, because when it's over, you know, it's you know, you transition to other fat points of life but basketball 
can teach you a lot about ups and downs and how to get through them and different things. And and that's just what you've gone through. You know, you've had a successful career, you're a great success. And, uh, and it's still building. Like the journey is not even quite over yet. Like you still got so much in front of you uh, because your mindset is in the right place. And uh, wherever you go and wherever it leads you, I think you're going to do outstanding just because mentally you have what a lot of guys don't have. You know, is that's that that's that understanding what you want to do in life or how to get there um, and everything. So, you know, really quickly uh, before we let you out of here and I get to the quick rapid fire questions. NIL is a huge part of college athletes now, student athletes and, you know, what it presents on every campus and everything was NIL. What have you seen from NIL? Uh, what do you appreciate about NIL and, and what it does for you or your teammates? First, I want to do one thing. I want to get a give a shout out to Onto Victory, um, just because um, they have done so much for me, mm-hmm. my family, my community, but also our community. Yeah, it kind of changed. You know, my situation it changed my life at the same time because it gave me it gave me hope. It gave me mm-hmm. you know a time where I can go get some food when I want to. I can go get my mom food. I can get my sister, my family, my friends. I can just do things in life that I want to do now. I can help people out. I've never been in a position to help others out. Even when I tried to help others out, mm-hmm. I ended up being super broke because I wanted to be. I was never selfish. But now that, you know, on to victory have helped me so much, I got put in position, you know, just to be a great person, but also be a great person to others. Yeah. So, you know, it just changed so many situations for other people also. Because yeah. I know, you know, other situations that, you know, people didn't have money before NIL. Mm-hmm. You know, before On to Victory. On to Victory is the thing, you know, for, for most college athletes on Auburn at on Auburn campus. So, you know, when I when I think of it every day I'm grateful. I'm thankful, you know, for, for people who 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 put this out for people who made this happen because without on to victory, I won't be the man that can help other people out to this day. Yeah. So every day I'm grateful just yeah. for on to victory. Yeah. And we appreciate that because a lot of guys, you know, they always looking for the handout or trying yeah. to figure out, you know, what somebody can give. But I hear you talking about even though you can receive, you want to help others receive. You know, that's the same thing that Justin talked about on the episode before, you know, how he wanted to be able to help others and different things. That's just a testament to your character, who you are as a person, where it's not just about you. You want to see other people happy as well. And uh, and that's why I say you you're on the right track as a young man man, to reaching a lot of different levels of life, because you don't look at as the arrow pointed to you. You got arrows pointed to everyone around you that you want to go and be of help. And uh, and everything. So I commend you on that. And on to Victor appreciates, you know, that uh, that gratitude and, and, and everything for what they do to help support our student athletes. But Zep, let's get to the little bread and butter, though. Our last uh, quick wrap and fire. You know, everybody wants to know, like as athletes, you know, we get nervous the nights before games. Uh, you know, what keeps you up the night before a game? Like, what do you do to, to calm your butterflies when you're getting ready for a big game? Uh, well, me, I'm, I'm kind of a night owl type guy, so mm. um, people won't know this, but I can be up to three, four in the morning, you know, just because I'm so excited <laughs> playing a game, and 
There's been times I got three hours of sleep. Oh, and man. I go out there and play crazy. Yeah. crazy like with my head cut off. <laughs> but be one of those things that listen to some music. Um you know, some some calm music sometimes, but mm-hmm. also some music that gets you tuned into a game who was yeah. lit music. So um I think that'd be a, a thing that um like I say, just stand up. That that calms yeah. me down. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, I believe that's one of those things that works for me. Okay. All right. My next question is, you know, everyone, you know, everybody eats different things the nights for a game or right before a big competition. What's your go-to meal before a big competition? My go-to meal is is a, a great box of pizza, like <laughs> a box of pizza in a, in a Gatorade. That's what I would eat. You know, I feel carbon, like – You carbon it up. I'm carbon. I feel like they give you energy. But also – I love to eat Hamilton's before a game too. A great, okay. um, a great steak, mashed potatoes, asparagus, but also on the side I'm gonna get a, a brownie, yeah, and the ice cream. You know, and that that get the deal done. Yeah, hey, I hear you, man. So you go all out for the game. You, you gonna I go, eat? I go all out. I see. That's why you play with so much energy. Um, next question is: Hmm, do you have any rituals or superstitions? No, nah, I really, I ain't really one of those type of guys. I really just one of those type of guys that, you know, I kind of like think in my head, what can I do? Mm-hmm. Um, how can I be better in situations that I was than I was last game? Yeah, you know, this player is different, so you got to visualize yourself on how can you lock him up? Mm-hmm. How can you get over the ball screen? How can you do this? How can you do that? You know, then when the game get there, I already have my mind set on like yeah. on my visual mind on what I need to do. So as soon as the game start, I'm full of energy. It's, it's go time. Yeah, I really had no rituals and yeah. like No, that's cool because you play the game before you actually play it. That's how people used to ask me that. I said, no, I was never one of those guys that had to wear the same socks or the same t-shirt yeah. or have to wear my towel on one side of hip like I did the week before. Mm-hmm. I was like, I just didn't, you know, it just wasn't a thing for me. You know, I was yeah. always like you out. I, I would imagine making plays before the game start. You know, I did have calm music and and different things I would listen to to help calm me down. And sometimes, like you say, you get something to give you a little upbeat right before the game mm-hmm. starts. So, no, I definitely uh, can can feel can feel your energy on that one. Uh, two more. I would say what do mm, – what do you give up to play sports? What do I give up? Um, I give up a lot because, you know, first, not my dad plays sports. Uh, my brother didn't play. He played a little bit of sports. But mm-hmm. um, a lot of people, once they get out of high school, they give up. They stop playing. I could have been one of those guys who, you know, um, could have been just like others and said, man, I give up and stop playing sports. I go do this. I go do that. But um, I feel like I give up. You know, I give it up for my family because, mm. you know, I'm one of the first who got a degree. One of the first in my family to go to a Power 5 school. Um, so I gave up for my family for sure. That's one of the things I did. Oh, that's big time. That's big time. Uh, last one. Uh, who was one of your favorite players watching growing up or someone that you 
dictated your game out there or someone that you looked up as a a person of influence to you? Um, well, I got two people. Uh, Kobe Bryant. Um, Kobe mm-hmm. Bryant was my favorite player of all time. Mm-hmm. I don't care what it was. But I, if if I had a pair of Kobe Bryant socks, yeah, <laughs> Kobe Bryant shoes, I thought I was Kobe Bryant because I admired him so much. Yeah, you know, I, I seen his his work ethic. I seen his growth each year. I seen how much he he put his love into the game. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just one of those guys that you know, if I could be just like one person, it would be Kobe Bryant because I believe yeah. he's one of the best to ever do it. Um, but it's just one of those things that, you know, like I say, um, another guy, Rod Hall, he went to Clemson. Okay. He was a guy who I looked up to in Augusta, Georgia, was a great player. Um, you know, he went to Clemson. He came from the same environment and he made things happen. So he's just another guy who I always admire, always look up to, you know, and just appreciate him so much because he paved the way for me. Yeah. He paid the way of giving me hope to say I can do it, yeah. and I did it. Cool. Well, hey, man, we appreciate Zepp coming on the On to Victory podcast. What a great episode, man. We got a chance to learn a lot about you. You gave Auburn so much, and uh, we appreciate it, uh, your time. We understand someone's ringing your doorbell, so I know you got to go. And uh, But, man, the most important thing you can give people in life is time. Uh, and uh, we appreciate your, your efforts in coming on today and sharing your story. So uh, I'd like to say War Eagle, wish you much success in your future, and uh, we'll be following you and uh, hope to see you back on the planes one day. Yeah, War Eagle, appreciate War Eagle. you. See you. Yeah. All right, on to victory. Well, that's our podcast show for today. What are two great, two great guys, Justin Rogers uh, and uh, Zepp Jasper, you know, two guys that exemplifies what it's like to be an Auburn man and uh, the character that we look for. You know, when we're trying to bring on, bring these guys to our campus, uh, two guys with great high IQs, great character, great people, uh, encouragers, helpers. Uh, you know, what a great episode this was. And uh, I hope that everyone continue to support On to Victory, continue to support. Uh, if you're subscribed, you know, thank you for your subscriptions. Uh, if you haven't subscribed, uh, we encourage you to subscribe uh, to tune into each and every episode that we put out. We also know that these proceeds are going to our student athletes to help to support them on a daily, daily basis. So thank you for all you do. Thank you, Auburn family. Thank you for people that just love Auburn. Whether you went to Auburn alumni, you just love it. Now we just want to appreciate your time, your efforts. And uh, to the next episode, War Eagle.